You've been a good saver, amassed a nice portfolio that should take you all the way through retirement. Today, we're going to talk about the first year in retirement. Stuff is going to happen that you didn't expect. We've got five things you might not expect, but really need to prepare for. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida with Moiz Param here at Asset Management Group as we both come to you every single week and bring truth and reality to finance, markets, economy, and ultimately a successful retirement for yourself. How to get there and how to stay there, which is the biggest key. So we are glad to uh, be back with you this week. We got some great things we want to cover. And of course, trying to tie in uh, the relativeness of the, the the world we're living in today, right, Mo? And and how people can survive out there. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said, bringing the truth and reality. And there's a, there's a lot of truth out there that most people aren't aware of. You know, retirement is is a nice phase. It's a great phase for us to be in and to, to strive for. But there's things that, you know, uh, clients and the audience, the listening audience right now may be struggling with is just how to navigate the complexity, the nuances to build a successful retirement plan. Yeah. And I would, I would even say that there's, there's a lot going on obviously this year that people, you know, don't, don't even really want to accept as reality. <laughs> right? right. I mean, they want to kind of stay away from it. You might, you might be out there, you might be hearing terms from your financial advisor that says, Hey, don't stay away from it. Don't look at it. Don't pay attention stay the to course. it. Stay the course, you know, ignore it, whatever. And, and, you know, here at asset management group, we think that's the most uh, far from the truth as one should be. Uh, you've done worked your whole life, right? Out there to save and, and create the wealth that you've been able to create. By all means, you need to be aware. Okay, maybe not at the level that we are, but you need to be conscious of what's happening because it all will work for your good eventually in your life. And so, you know, here we're going to start breaking down this first segment. And what we want to talk about is really the 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 things that are oftentimes missed that we find ourselves in, in our first year of retirement. You know, we plan for retirement typically uh, by just creating wealth, right. but we don't think about all the little nuances that go in, like you said, for that first year. And so Mo, let's, let's kind of talk about some of these little surprising things that like to pop up those first year of retirement. Uh, and maybe we can talk about like this whole phase called the adjustment period. Yeah. If you think about it, you're adjusting uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, and financially into this new world that you're entering where, you know, you're going to transition from a paycheck, a go, forget the paycheck. First of all, just the time, your time change, uh, your, your time constraints, all of a sudden you, you know, nine to five, eight to six, whatever your time frame was going into work, punching in, punching out every single day for 30, 40 years. And all of a sudden you wake up on a Monday, you're like, whoa, I don't really have to press the alarm clock anymore. Yeah. I, don't have to, I don't even have to set it because I'm retired. And that's a big adjustment for some people. Now you say adjust emotionally. <laughs> all right, you're killing me here. So so what type what type of, of emotions can one possibly have when they retire? Well, what do I do? You yeah. know, what do I do with my time? Um, you know, what's my identity, right? Most people identify themselves with their work, their job, their career. Um, most people have a lot of friends at their offices, so you may be leaving, you know, those coworkers and that, and that, and that environment, but that's a big adjustment, but also, you know, the security of the, of the paycheck coming in every two weeks, every month, however you get paid that security that you knew that was coming in every you know, pay cycle. Now, all of a sudden, hopefully you've made the right decisions to secure yourself financially 
for this adjustment. So I think there is a big adjustment period of, of just transitioning into a, a non-working environment to now you're being retired. So it's a great thing. Don't want, don't want to scare anyone, right? Just saying, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when I retire? But you know, just the, the reality and the truth that we talked about before is that you're now retired and there can be that slight bit of an adjustment of, okay, now what do I do? And I think yeah. that's one of the big things is, you know, what do I do now? Yeah, it's, it, it really is a big adjustment. I mean, ultimately, maybe one of the biggest adjustments that one can face in their life. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's way up there. I think on a small, much smaller scale, I look at, you know, I mentioned last week on the, on the show that our family has made a transition and we've decided to move. And so we closed on our house this past week. And, and so we are officially out and we only moved, you know, a few miles down the road. So it's not <laughs> dramatically different, but some things that you don't think about these little things that catch you is like, you know, on the way to school, you know, which roads to turn in to go through downtown. I'm like, you know, I've tried three different routes and <laughs> <laughs> different traffic patterns and they all, yeah. and they all suck, right? Which, so let, let's be honest, traffic patterns in a dare store, nothing, but <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you, you just don't think about, it's hard to think about everything. And so retirement being such a big transition, I would say the emotional side of things is, is a huge part right. of what people are challenged with. But, you know, to swing it a little bit on the financial side, you know, one of the biggest differences that I find is, you know, when you're working and you're in those accumulation years and you're still grinding it out, right? Every single day, like most of our listeners are right now, the truth is, is, you, your spending habits are always typically resolved by your ability to create cash flow. Right. So, you know, a budget, let's just be honest, very few people live on a budget. Their budget is just don't outspend my income. Right. Right. But in retirement, it's truly different. And it's not that you need to, you know, get super skinny, buckle it up and not be able to enjoy your life. That's not, not the direction I'm going. But what I, I do want to say is that you, you're not recreating the wealth that you already have. So what you have is all you have apart from performance and, and, and investments. So it's, it's really vitally important to have a good awareness of the amount of money that that asset needs to create on a consistent basis to, to really cover your lifestyle. So, you know, one of the adjustments is, is the whole financial side. It's, Hey, I'm now in retirement. Let's, you know, for most of our clients, Mo, we sit here and we, we create this cash flow pay, uh, plan for them. They know how much income their assets can create, but more importantly, they're going to go into retirement and we're going to test drive this thing too, you know, for the, for month one, month two, month three, then we're going to meet right after that Q1 of their first retirement uh, or first quarter of their retirement. And we're going to measure, see how it went, see how their cash flow went, and then make the adjustments as necessary. So, you know, it is, it is important financially as well, because the way your money moves to you is dramatically different. Yeah, it's that it's that balance of uh, nice to haves versus need to haves, you know. So you know that I think that first adjustment, that first quarter, six months is, you know, I, I'd probably say that I see a lot of I won't say overspending, but I see the typical spending from what you've did pre-retirement, and that kind of seems to be the normal case. And then all of a sudden during that review, we're like, okay. Uh, maybe you get you get some of the things out the way. Maybe you had that big trip you were thinking of. Maybe you had that big present, that big gift that you were thinking of of doing. And then all of a sudden, that's out the way. Now it's like, okay, let me settle in a little bit. Let me, you know, kind of uh, wrangle in um, some of my expenses just to make sure that I have a good sense, a good ability to to stay retired. And and I think one of the things that we also need to keep in mind is that we don't want to abandon savings, right? You know, if you think about it, you've been saving 15, 20% of your income um, in your 401ks, IRAs over time, but that doesn't necessarily mean we need to stop 
that that uh, that habit of saving. You know, even if you're on a fixed income of Social Security, maybe you have a pension. That doesn't necessarily mean we have to stop, you know, saving, even if it's 5% of your income, just saving, uh, whether it's in the markets or just putting it in the cash reserve. You want to continue building that habit of savings because surprises can happen and surprises will happen. I think this year we're seeing that the surprise in the stock market has happened and it may make people question whether this time in this season of retiring was the right option for them. So surprises will happen in retirement. And so that ability to continue that habit of saving. 10%, 15%, 10%, 15%, I mean, even 5% will make a big difference over time. Yeah. And I think, you know, month to month, our life changes, right? Spending right. habits, not spending habits change, but but like you said, just on a smaller scale, you know, sometimes you get caught up with some friends and you're doing more things one month over the other. You know, football season is always a little bit more expensive. Holiday season is <laughs> more expensive, right. right? For me, hunting season is expensive. <laughs> so you tend to do those things, but it's, uh, you know, it's important it's important first and foremost to have a plan because you really can't address any of these items that we're talking about. Ultimately, you probably shouldn't even retire unless you have a retirement plan. And and if you don't, then it's definitely time for you to reach out to call. You know, our number here is 1-800-419-6164. And if you reach out to that number, you're a top 10 caller, you get access to the retirement readiness review, which we'll talk about a little bit more here in just a few minutes. But Mo, Retirement um, is a surprise because it's so fresh and it's so new. And, you know, clients hire our firm, Asset Management Group, on a daily basis. And we, you know, I'm not going to say hold hands, but we really team up uh, and work side by side with our clients to to prepare for this day. But even then, it's still it's still so hard to really think of, of everything involved. And so these it's so important in the topics that we're covering. I want to I want to touch on things such as Medicare, Social Security, and just kind of throw some of these items out here, because you think about like Social Security, when we're preparing for someone's retirement, we have a good indication as to when these things should begin, right? We, right. we know, okay, you know, if you're going to retire at 62 and your spouse is 64, maybe we're bridging the gap of income with some investments or some cash positions. And then we're going to, you know, use cash to to benefit from health insurance benefits and get the subsidy needed and then turn on social security at 67. But, you know, when surprises happen, like the market, sometimes it's, you got to rethink. So part of this whole first year is really kind of getting you to into a, um, a season of of retirement where you kind of get the idea that, hey, this whole thing is still partially living and breathing. Yeah. Yes, I've created the wealth, but I need to keep this thing adaptable to adjust with whatever changes that I need to make to continue to stay retired. Yeah, you mentioned Social Security. So it, that, that example you're mentioning right now, let's say the when we first built a retirement plan, the idea was, well, we're going to wait until your full retirement age, somewhere between 66 and 67, and that's when we're going to turn on Social Security. And the idea was, you know, between that time frame, we're going to bridge the gap with taking distributions from our from some of our investments. Well, right now, the market is down somewhere between 15 to 30 percent, depending on which, you know, which investments you've chosen. And all of a sudden, you say to yourself, wow, do I really want to start to liquidate an asset that's down? put to that somewhere in the middle, 20%. So that's why the retirement readiness review is something that we offer to really lay out the complexities, lay out a, and give you a roadmap, a a guide, a map to navigate through retirement. And that's what the financial, uh, the retirement readiness review is going to do. It's going to look at different parts of your retirement plan to make sure that you're confident and ready to stay retired and be retired. So whether you're five years, 10 years away from retirement or in retirement, 
this retirement readiness review is for you. But it's, again, it's only for the next 10 callers. So again, our number is 800-419-6164. Give us a call. Hey, coming up next, we're going to talk about a 2022 retirement survey that really uh, covers the disparity between baby boomers and Generation Xers, if you will, uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, everything's on, on track. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida with Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, where every single week we come with you, beside you, to talk about the truth and the reality about our markets, our economy, and your retirement, things that you definitely need to be considering. And we thought this survey uh, would be one worth covering. It's a 2022 retirement survey and insight report. And you know this survey sheds light on how best to navigate the financial vortex from retirement readiness to retirement income. And it explores the concept of this whole, you know, quote unquote, financial vortex in which folks, you know, juggle conflicting or or competing financial priorities uh, and the forgotten generation in regards to planning of retirement. So we're going to try to break this thing down. And so Mo, I'm going to open it up with you and and go ahead and give me some of your insights. (laughs) So, you know, what I'm, this, this, uh, this report has shown that, you know, Gen X feels like they are really stressed out about managing their retirement savings. So 65% of Generation X, and to Generation X, there's anyone born uh, between the ages, between the years of 1965 and 1980. So you're, right now, you're somewhere between 42 and 57 years old. So 65%, almost, you know, two thirds feel that they are stressed about navigating and managing their retirement savings. And over half, uh, explain that they feel that they're behind in in saving and scheduling for their financial future, and you know that's that's not surprising because in that in that age you know 50, 42 to fifty seven you're what I would call in the sandwich generation right you're probably saving for your kids' education right and mm-hmm. then also probably helping with your parents who might not have been either financially astute or savvy during that point, maybe took some hits in the market and maybe, or maybe has medical, medical needs and medical care that you have to help them with. So you're kind of stuck in that middle of helping the generation behind you and helping the generation above you. And you're asking yourself, my gosh, my money's being stretched in so many different ways. How do I best help myself save for retirement? So that actually doesn't really surprise me. And especially generation, generation X has really been faced with a lot of turmoil and economic conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, when, you, when you throw out that statistic, number one, it's alarming, right? So right. 65%, 65%, two thirds responded that they're stressed out about managing their retirement savings. And I, I'm willing to bet that 2022 has brought that to life for many more. I mean, many, many of our listeners to the show right now, probably like, Hey, sign me up for that. I'm worried too. And, and, you know, when I think about that, uh, the truth is, Mo, you know, retirement has become so much more complex, yeah. uh, especially for this Gen X generation, uh, maybe a little bit part of the baby boomers, but definitely Gen X and then for sure millennials. And the reason I say that is because when you go way back, right, our, our grandfather, great grandfather retirement, it was a shake of the hand, uh, a press of the easy button. Uh, you get a you got a paycheck every single week and a nice watch, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was you know you dedicate forty years of your life to the industry in which you which you worked for. You know, I'm talking about like the industrial revolution, and 
And, and retirement just, just was that it was a continuation of a paycheck that you were comfortable and used to. Um, but life has changed. It has changed. And, and not only has life changed, the, the, the way in which retirement is structured has changed. You know, we don't live in a life where we stay in the same home for 30, 40 years. Uh, we don't, you know, most people uh, don't stay put and pay off their house by the time they're 40, 45 years old. They're constantly moving. A business has them constantly shifting from city to city or state to state. They're chasing kids around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we feel obligated, uh, at least many of us or some of you, uh, to to go get your children the next best thing. Many of you, like you said, Mo, were trying to put their kids through college. Uh, you know, I think there was a, a definitely a season of life there. Maybe we're moving out of it a little bit where, you know, many of those Gen Xers that we're talking about felt like it was absolutely necessary that children went to college. You know, mm-hmm. for sure, baby boomers, you know, are thinking, hey, kids got to go to college. And so they're spending enormous amounts of their retirement uh, to do that. So, Life has changed. Yeah. And and then retirement and how you plan for it's changed because really the responsibility is on us, not on just service to a company. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of the great influences in my life has was my uncle. He, he passed away, I think, two, 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 three years ago. But, um, you know, I, I remember growing up with him. He I think he only had from from what I remember, two cars. Right. And if we're talking about a 30 year time frame, 30, 35 year time frame. I, all I remember him was having two cars, right? And he never talked to me about, you know, 401ks investing. It was about a pension, you know, pension, pension, pension. He was, uh, he worked on an assembly line, mechanic, engineer, but, um, you know, he was just talked about the pension, social security and pension. That was really his retirement. So I think what I was, what I was trying to bring to the table from what you're saying, it was, there was never a chase for more, right? Everything that he had was, was enough. And he bought a new car when the car, when the car broke down or he, or it was just not enough, right? He just needed a new car, but he stayed in the same house that he lived in house was paid off. And you said right now that life is different, right? I mean, how many cars, um, which if you, you know, if a 30 year old to a 65 year old, right, you're probably going through five cars, right? So there's, there's this chase for more, this is chase for more. And with that chase comes complexities comes where, you know, affording it comes for investing comes with savings. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that life now is completely different than what our grandparents used to face. Yeah. And, and think about, we're talking about some things that are optional, like buying additional vehicles or homes or things like that. But think about things that are not optional. You know, we live in a world where you got to have a cell phone. How much more does it cost to own a, a phone service plan? today then i mean listen me personally with having three children and a mother-in-law that we support a grandmother that we support i mean my phone bill is is darn near close to what probably most people were paying for their home you <laughs> know it's insane it's it is absolutely insane and so there are, there is a, there are a lot of things that you know are just kind of not optional but what it's doing is it's driving that pressure of income up right and when it drives it up then you say okay well what's going to support this income and the generations in the past had a consistent flow of income that was guaranteed to support it, pension plan, social security. And it's just not that way anymore, which is why I think that statistic was so alarming. Yeah, the, um, the three areas that Gen X are really concerned about is the perspective, is the future of social security mm-hmm. and whether they're going to see some cuts in the future or whether it's even going to be around for them in the future. Uh, 
potential healthcare needs and the cost of healthcare needs down the road and actually and, and inflation you know that has you know inflation especially in this year we've seen it go up over 8% you know people are concerned but well if the market is down 20% the cost of living is going up 8% uh, I'm not getting that much of a raise to keep up with the cost of living. You know, what do I do? You know, how do I how do I stretch again? Going back to stretching these dollars that are that are coming to me to address and fill all these different buckets that I'm in charge of. Yeah, let's let's break those three items down just a little bit further. So, you know, obviously, right now is a is a big season when it comes to healthcare for many retirees because right. we're talking about the Medicare season. Open enrollment started October the fifteenth, goes up until December the seventh. It's a it is not not a, a great time for you to consider. It is a mandatory time <laughs> for you to really make certain that what you have is best suited for next year. Um, you know, being married to an insurance company, like many of these baby boomers have been, uh, you know, I had Blue Cross Blue Shield for 30 years at my employment. I must stay with them. Uh, you can forget about that type of relationship when it comes to retirement, health insurance benefits with Medicare. Your goal is just simply to get the best insurance that's suited for your needs one year at a time. Now, uh, for those of you that are that maybe haven't considered the cost of health care, and when we say health care can be expensive, you're like, I don't even know how to think about that in retirement. You know, Medicare is really a system that's not too bad. Uh, you're going to pay a Medicare Part B premium for you and your spouse for each person. Mo, that was actually reduced 164, 164 ish. Yeah, yeah, but so around 165 dollars for your Medicare Part B premium. Obviously, we would recommend that you highly consider getting a Medicare supplement. Uh, to go along with that. And, and a Medicare supplement plan, if you're turning 65, okay, it's going to cost you about a, a buck 35 for plan G. And then you're going to, you know, have that, that price obviously grow as everything else does over time. But here's the beauty of it. Traditional health insurance. I go to the doctor, I need an x-ray, an MRI, I need, you know, just a basic doctor visit, those type of things, emergency care, et cetera. Um, Medicare actually works pretty well. You know, you you line up Part B premium, you line up a Medicare supplement, and it's going to cover all of your your outflow or your expenses. So really, the the concern in healthcare that could erode your assets is this whole thing called long term care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what is it? The, if you're fifty percent, uh, no, actually, no, it's seventy percent. Seventy percent of individuals who are sixty five or older are expected to need some form one of uh, one partner is expected to have at least one uh, having a long-term care need and so that's the biggest expense you know having someone come in to help with assistance or actually going into some type of facility whether it's a memory care whether it's a nursing home uh, somewhere in between those two uh, that's going to be the biggest cost and the biggest fears that people have when it comes to their medical um, and healthcare costs the, the truth is, is, is we have these conversations because all of this is vitally important for you to be successful in your retirement. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Andrew, I'm, I'm you know, 60 years old. I'm 55 years old. I'm not quite there yet. That doesn't mean you shouldn't prepare, okay? Because everything you do today is going to be a way of justifying your ability to be successful in retirement, meaning how you save today will create your tax efficiency, uh, where you put your money, how much you're saving today will create the lifestyle, Okay, what type of vehicles you use will will definitely create the uh, the rhythm of your retirement, whether you want a bumpy road or a smooth road. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're you're 50 years old, you're listening to the show or you're already retired. If you don't know and don't have the confidence that you are going to be successful financially for your future and your family's future, you need to be one of the top 10 callers to reach out. The Retirement Readiness Review 
is for you. All you got to do is pick up the phone right now. We have a few spots left. 1-800-419-6164. Now, of course, the retirement readiness review and some of our planning techniques works better for for clients that have $250,000 in assets or more just because of some of the techniques and strategies. But we want you to know that it doesn't matter if you are worried about your finances, then Mo and I myself will see it through to make sure you get the care that you need. Pick up the phone and call. 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164. Mo, what do we got coming up next? When we come back, we'll highlight some money moves to make before the end of the year. The holidays will be here before you know it. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew, Nida, Moise Param here every single week working with you uh, to ensure that you're going to be successful financially and that you have the information that you need, okay? Not some fluff, not some sales kick. We want to make sure that you actually know the facts about how to be successful in retirement. And so this uh, this week, we've kind of thrown the kitchen sink at it. <laughs> not, a, uh, not a great, um, all segments don't work together, but we've covered a lot of information. Everything from the unexpected in your one of your retirement to the challenges uh, that baby boomers and Gen X uh, and even millennials will face in planning and living through their retirement. So, uh, you know, what we want to hit on in this uh, segment here, and we've got some further shows that are coming up that are specifically about Q4, but this one is just to kind of give you a quick teaser, things to think about before the end of the year. So, you know, listen, 2023 is less than two months away. And the good news, Huh? That's insane. Just just thinking about I can't that. how even, fast this year has gone. It's uh, yeah, you're right. Mo. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to slow down and think about it. Yeah, this is alarming. This makes me realize how all the work that we have to do. <laughs> before the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, tw- I mean, listen, two months away. And, and the good news is it, there's plenty of time. I don't feel like there's much, but, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you there's plenty of time. Listen, you got to get on it. If there's decisions you've got to make, uh, we're talking about tax moves, right? We're talking about conversions. We're talking about RMDs, uh, you know, anything and everything that you maxing contributions. So let's break some of this thing, some of these things down for our listeners. Mo. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately deadlines, um, are coming are approaching for some of these strategies. So one is, uh, contributing to your 401k and maxing out your 401k contribution. So uh, this is probably one of the easiest and smartest things to do and smartest ways to save for your retirement. So right now you're able to contribute if you're under the age of, or if you're 50 and under, you can contribute up to 20,500 to your company's 401k. And if you're 50 years old, you can add another 6,000 to it, bringing it to almost close to $27,000. So if you haven't um, had the ability to max fund your 401k this year, here it is. We have a few more weeks where you can actually do it. You can go into your um, um, employer's uh, 401k portal, dial up to how much you're putting into the, your 401k. And if you can, if you have the ability to do it, if it's within your cash flow, go ahead, especially right now, the markets are down, right? What do they say? Buy low, right? So this is a good opportunity. If you haven't done it yet, if you can max out your 401k retirement. Yeah, go ahead and get the deduction. Just go ahead. Um, now, now, one thing to always keep in mind is a lot of our 401k plans that are in existence today, they have this whole thing, traditional and Roth option, right? right. So you want to be mindful of which one you use. Uh, either way, you only get one year at a time to, to max out this contribution that we're talking about. So how do you decide that, that it's going to shift into a taxable question, right? You want to make sure that you're saving 
in a way that's going to create tax efficiency for you later. What tax rate are you at? These are all great questions to ask when you're putting money back. Because remember, if you are putting money in a traditional 401k, you're pumped about it because you've had good earnings this year. You have the ability to make that max contribution, 20500 Then you're saying, you know what? Uh, I'd rather get the deduction. And, and, and if you're doing that and avoiding the tax, that's exactly what you're doing. You're avoiding the tax. So you want to make sure that today is the right season and the right rate to avoid because later you're going to have to pay it. All right. And if you don't have a good knowledge as to where you're going to be from a taxable standpoint later, slow down, get some advice, reach out. Our retirement readiness review will cover that information to make sure that you're saving correctly from a taxable standpoint. But you're right, Mo. Let's get these 401ks maxed out before the end of the year. Let's put all we can in them, whether it's Roth or traditional. Now, if you have been able to already get the match and you've been able to, to do the max contribution to your employer plan – some people have these whole things called HSAs right. and, and health savings accounts, you know, the, typically for high deductible health insurance plans. And, and the truth is, is there, it's a good source to put some money, right? I mean, you know, what we find from a, from a retirement planning standpoint is where these plans really come in, uh, you know, in, 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 a, in a way of helping is it, while you're working, you, you just continue to throw money back here and then you pay for your health insurance needs apart from any major thing just out of pocket right. because you got the income. And what you're doing is you're building a nice pot that you can turn and use as distribution uh, to cover your health insurance needs while you're in retirement. Right. So this is also when we talk about retirement planning An HSA is a vehicle that we can just flood in, put as much money in, get the deduction today. Use it tax-free later and build this like uh, pre-built health insurance type bucket of money for your retirement. So an HSA is definitely a, a solution. I think it's one of the most underutilized um, uh, accounts and vehicles that most people don't realize. You, you get triple. What you just said it's a triple tax saving. You save on the on the contributions. You save on the growth uh, taxes, and then as long as you're using it for qualified health needs, you you. That's a tax-free distribution. So again, triple tax savings. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things too, Mo. That if if for some reason you're not able to get it in, it's very similar to like a traditional IRA or Roth. We actually have up until the tax deadline of 2023 to make contributions for 2022. So so that that also is true for you know you're looking at like traditional IRAs or Roth accounts. Um, now. A Roth IRA, a traditional IRA are also great vehicles to utilize. Obviously, the contribution limit is much lower. So it's $6,500 if you're under the age of 50, and then it's uh, increased by $1,7500 if you're over the age of 50. But once again, if you have the money sitting there uh, and it's sitting in cash, you might be tempted to say, Andrew, listen, the last thing I want to do right now is put my money in the market. Okay, but guys, listen, it's it's the markets are no different than your favorite store that you like to shop at, if that store comes to you and says, hey, everything's 30% off, you're going to be tempted to go buy something. If anything, that's the day you go buy. Right. Right. So these markets are presenting opportunity. They may continue to present opportunity. It's a good time to always be putting money in as we experience this volatility. Take advantage of it. Your money that's already there doesn't get the opportunity to, but your new money does. Roth IRAs and, and traditional IRAs are a great, a great way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you're right. I mean, some people are kind of hesitant right now, right? You ask, the market is down. Why should I keep putting my money away uh, and saving in these markets? But the idea behind it is if we're forward thinking and if we're thinking about 
you know, our life 10, 15, 20 years from now, hopefully your retirement is that long or even longer. Um, these opportunities uh, are, are the, the greatest wealth is built during this time frame, And we don't want to miss out on some of these opportunities. So as much as it might feel like a big pain, as, as, as much as emotionally may be to see your, your portfolio go down, um, doesn't necessarily mean we stay in the same investments. You know, you still want to be able to, um, diversify and manage your risk within these accounts, we don't want to miss on the opportunity to at least contribute and fund these accounts. Yeah. And, and let's talk, let's talk conversion and RMDs, which are very big topics in the fourth quarter of every year. You know, most financial institutions put a limit on when they can promise that they'll process an RMD or or a conversion. Yeah, that's usually around the 15th of December or something like that. Yeah, so we're talking, I mean, at this this moment, we're talking like, you know, a, a month and a half tops, right. right? So we really need to get that ball rolling if, if that's something that you have to, you know, you definitely need or have to complete. That's with the RMDs. But, you know, when it comes to required minimum distributions, you know, these are the, these are the distributions that you're forced to take every single year. Now, you can get money out of your retirement accounts at 59 and a half, and there are some 55 age rules, but... Uh, at at 72, the government's going to force you to take a distribution. Right. Okay. So this opens up a can of worms that we're going to talk about in the future uh, show. Um, but RMDs are vitally important to make sure you get them behind you. Right now, what we're doing to give you a quick example, uh, Mo and I and our team here at Asset Management Group takes every client that has a required minimum distribution. We go through and build an RMD plan. Where's the money going to come from? Because remember, the government just wants you to take a distribution of a specific amount to pay the tax. But if you have multiple IRAs, 401ks, it doesn't mean you have to take it from every single one. You know, maybe some clients have safe money. Yeah. They have things such as, you know, like a, like a fixed annuity or a CD or something that they can get their hands on. Uh, but it's away from the market risk. So, you know, we're putting together a plan to try to figure out, okay, number one, how much does a client need to take? Number two, where, do, what source is best suited for this distribution. We don't want to sell it from our growth stock account. Maybe we consider taking the distribution from a, from a, an account that has less risk exposed to it. And then where does the money go? You know, there are many clients that actually don't need the distribution to come to their bank account. So they say, Andrew, listen, transition that money. Let's pay the tax. Let's put it back to work. All right. You know, so what a great time to go ahead and make those transitions. Obviously, you can't convert the RMD, but conversion is is another major topic that that has to be considered. Yeah, we looked at a uh, uh, we looked at a client the other day, and I think it's what was it for, for the next five years, five or six years, uh, if she converts her IRA money, the entire account within the next five after five years from now, she will she and her husband will be completely uh, basically paying no more taxes on zero zero taxes hopefully for the future right because all of her qualified money is now being converted to Roth and we're talking I think at the end of the plan we're talking almost two million dollars of tax-free uh, assets that can be transitioned to the next generation but also these distributions that she may want are all going to be tax-free so the conversion option is something that you really really want to consider and unfortunately there's typically a small window of time where it really makes the most sense for you to do the conversion. So if that's something that you really want to take a, take a look at on an annual basis. Yeah. And, and listen, if, if you haven't had someone look at a conversion plan for you, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, you better pick up the phone and call. You are pressing time right. on making sure you can get that done this year. So, hey, let's go ahead and pause right here and, and throw out the number before we go to the next episode. Number here is 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164.
if you pick up the phone right now and call, uh, you are going to get someone on the line that's going to put you on a calendar and schedule you a quick 20-minute phone call with Mo and myself to start the process of the Retirement Readiness Review, which will cover all of the items that we're talking about through this show and every show. So take the time to do it. If you are uncertain about conversions, where to put the money, how much to put back, should you max out your 401k, should you be concerned about your retirement, this retirement readiness review is for you. Once again, number is 1-800-419-6164. Mo, what do we got in our last segment? Uh, when we come back from the break, we'll jump into some questions from listeners. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Mo and Andrew here working with you to get some great information in today's show to help motivate you to make the right decision. Listen, when it comes to your money, guys, you got to be locked in. You got to be focused, okay? Uh, everything you do has a cause and effect that is true for life, and it is true for your finances, right? If Andrew goes to Colorado, he has less money. Simple, <laughs> simple as that. Uh, no, listen, in all honesty, though, it is important to make sure that you're making the right decision consistently. Okay, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but it means that your overarching goal each and every year is to do and to make one step forward in your retirement plan. Increase your contributions. Try to make a little bit more money. Try to save a little bit more. Control your outflow, all right? Don't make massive adjustments with every pay increase you get. Okay, respect your income. You got to have some respect for your cash flow. Take advantage of it. Right. We've been in a great economy where people are making a lot of great money. That's great. It may not always be this way. There are seasons where it will not. And when it's not, you don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I would have took better care of the income I made in years past. All right. So let's get locked in. Let's get focused. It's been a great show. We've covered a lot of items. I want to throw a quick message out before we jump into these questions. We are in Q4. Q4 is absolutely dynamic and major decisions that should be made about your retire retirement. Last minute savings, where to put money. We're talking about maxing out 401ks, IRAs, uh, tax strategies, predominantly conversions, required minimum distributions. That's a huge one. It's a huge one. Make certain you know how to handle these items. Listen, when it comes to inherited accounts, the CARES Act of 20... Oh, Secure Act. I, yeah. I got that one mixed up. This is why Mo's on the show, right? He he's uh he's everything to me. How about that? And he's my brother-in-law, so no weird thoughts. But the Secure Act of 2020 changed the uh inherited IRA uh plan, if you will, and how you handle it. Okay. Required minimum distributions are super different. That's right. Okay. And in year 2020, we didn't have to take an RMD. Nope. And, and so many of you guys are really getting challenged with this whole thing for the first time. You have to be careful. Okay. You got 10 years to liquidate, but it's not actually required until the 10th year. Okay. So that changes the dynamics of how you structure and handle those required minimum distributions. Uh, make sure you have the right things and the right tools in place. Make sure you have the facts that are needed. Uh, the clock is ticking. Okay? And if you forget, it is a 50% penalty. If you forget to take your RMDs. Yeah. So even if you don't have a strategy, at least your strategy should be, let me just take out my requirement this year and, and just take it out of your account because it's yeah. a 50% penalty. I'm going to go ahead and say too, be so bold to say, listen, if you have a required minimum distribution need, you have an inherited account and or you're over the age of 72 and you have an advisor that hasn't reached out to you yet, that's problematic. Pick Correct. up the phone and call. Okay. Uh, second to that, 
if you are, uh, you know, if you're especially retired under the age of 72, okay, especially, but even if you're, you know, mid fifties, early sixties, you've built a nice retirement. Okay. You already have call it a million dollars minimum in, 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 in investable assets to support your retirement. You have an advisor that hasn't talked about tax planning, pick up the phone and call. Okay. Taxes will erode and deplete your assets. And I mean it, it's a wicked game. Uh, matter of fact, I'll throw out the, uh, Oh, help me out here. Learn hand. Learn hand. Learn hand made a statement. We have two tax systems here in the U.S., one for the informed, one for the uninformed. If you want to continue uninformed, by all means, continue your way of playing the game. But the government's informed, and many of us are as well. You need to play it, fight back, pay the right amount of tax when it's the right time. That's the key. So a uh, little nugget there. Let's move on to some great questions by some of our listeners. And so uh, these get submitted every single week. They get presented in front of us and we just go with them. So we have not seen them yet, but I'm going to get pull up on the screen. The first question, who is this from Patrick, Patrick out of Ackworth, Georgia. Uh, Here's what he said, Mo. I lost my job seven months ago, Uh, man. And sorry about that. Listen, this is, this goes back to that statement about respect your income guys. Uh, we live in an, in, a, in a very uncertain and unpredictable economic environment right now. So this can happen and hate it happen to you, Patrick. But I lost my job seven months ago and need to take care uh, for a sick parent. I'm 58 years old and have to take money out of my retirement to do this. Um, I don't want another circumstance to arise where the only way I can receive my money is paying a hefty fine. Mm. For the record, my money is primarily in standard IRAs with a small amount in a Roth account. Is there any way to do this without serious penalties and where should I invest in my long, in my retirement going forward? Oh, uh, uh, sorry, Patrick, you know, loss of a job and then also having to take care of a sick parent. That's real life. Uh, that's real life. And it, this is where the surprises come in that we've mentioned about before. Uh, the truth and reality, sorry, Patrick, is that, you know, if all of your savings have been in IRAs, it seems like the, you probably haven't been saving and building up that emergency fund, right? And this is why that smart, that safe money that we've talked about before is so crucial and so vital. Having one, uh, having assets, having cash available to us, you know, whether it's a three to six months of your expenses, literally sitting in cash for times like this. So one way to save without having to have, have serious penalties is to have a nice emergency buffer, uh, dollar amount buffer. Uh, the Roth IRA is a good place to save, depending on some uh, five years uh, rules of where you be able to take out some of your growth um, without a, a penalty. But another uh, way of saving that is in a Roth, but also brokerage accounts. Brokerage accounts are ways for us to save where um, there is no um, uh, ten year, sorry, 10% penalty for uh, taking out b- before age 59 and a half. So those are some options for you to consider. But what I would say is if everything that you've saved really has been put into investment accounts, I would think back and say, okay, let me just build up my cash emergency fund for situations like this. And he's being almost 59 and a half, another year and a half, and he'll be able to access those funds. Right. You know, still have to pay tax, but not the penalty. All right. All right. We've got Max here in Alpharetta. I just a few, Andrew. When buying during dips in the market, does it matter which type of funds to purchase? Good question. For example, what should I buy stocks or just bonds, stocks and bonds or other types of funds? 
I'm 61 years old and plan on working till age 67. I have other resources in case of a market drop to help sustain losses. Yeah. So Max, it is a, it is an excellent question. And let me kind of give you some insights here because I think some of this is dependent on a strategy. Uh, it depends on, I'm going to use the term methodology, but what is your overarching goal, right? So, um, you know, could you be sitting in cash and, and you want to be tactical, uh, maybe your goal is to move into some fixed income positions, be patient, and then out of that into in uh, some type of equity position for the growth. Um, you know, if you don't, if you're someone who is self-managing and you're honest with yourself and you say, you know what, I really don't have a great like fundamental recipe of how to execute this. I just simply have money that's sitting in cash and I want to put it in the market, right? I've heard it's a good idea. If that's you, then I would do some type of drip or, uh, you know, some type of dollar cost average. Right. I wouldn't be too heavy, Max. I would say, listen, if you're, if you're looking for this portion of your estate to be exposed to the risk for the probability of return, meaning that you, you have, it sounds like you have other money that's safe and the money we're talking about buying stocks with is the funds that you want uh, to grow and you're willing to accept the risk, then I would take a portion of what you have call it 10, 15% of the available funds and go ahead and build out the foundation of your investment strategy. Meaning that if you're going to go buy 15, 20, 25 individual large cap value and growth stock, then I would go ahead and take 10 or 15% of the value of your cash and go ahead and, and fill out those investments, get the, get the foundation built and then consistently take from your savings and drip into those investments to maximize the opportunity for return. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of uh, insight. And and obviously, you know, uh, if you if you're confused about the strategy, feel free to reach out. We can definitely give you some some guidance and some thoughts there. And of course, if you ever want to hand over the reins, we'll be more than glad to execute that strategy for you. Uh, all right, Mo, we got Gene in Pelham, Alabama. What are my options if I am locked into a variable annuity contract? Oh, oh. Run. run, run. Option number one is to run. Yeah. Um, these variable annuity contracts are are just, you know, I hate to say these blanket statements, but they're just awful. You know, I, I really haven't seen many variable annuities where people uh, are like in gene position where they say, why, why did I do this? And how can I get out of this? Right. Mm -hmm. So some options to consider if you're locked into a variable annuity is, is usually that when you when you when someone says they're locked in, it usually means they're in, under some type of surrender period. So maybe it's like a five year, seven year, or even ten year surrender period, meaning that hey, if I terminate my contract during that time season, I, I pay a, a penalty. So one thing is to consider is well, when is that penalty free option, right? So if you're eight years into a ten year contract, then you know you have two more years before the penalty is over. Um, you may want to just consider something like um, uh, most most annuities have a um, what do you call it? a like a, a free withdrawal. So maybe you start to slowly withdraw from the annuity contract until that surrender period is over. Um, depending on the percentage that you that the uh, surrender contract is, you might say to yourself, you know what, if it's only a two percent surrender fee, I I'll, I'll swallow that 2% and then maybe put myself into a better position. So there are some options if you're locked in, but uh, definitely we want to see our way out of those variable annuity contracts. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you have time for one more or do you want to just... Uh, no, this is it, Mo. This is it. I just <laughs> love these questions. I really love these questions. Uh, you keep pushing me beyond my limits. No, I'm just playing. All right, listen, guys. Hey, it has been an absolute pleasure. I do wish we could stay on. I feel like the time just flies by. But more importantly, we want you guys to... 
keep the knowledge, man, and, and work hard, but but work smart. All right, have some wisdom about every step you take and the move you make financially. If you have questions, we want you to reach out. The number here is 1-800-419-6164. It's going to go to a system that's going to schedule you a call with me and Mo, nobody else. It's not a bait and switch. We're here to help. Okay, and you'll experience that as so many do every single week. But we're going to do this retirement readiness review for you. Uh, Take the time to pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164. To all of our devout listeners, we love you. We wish you the best. We hope you have a fantastic week, and we will be back next week. Take care. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.